Hey everybody! Welcome to Parenting is Political. This is Mo. Um, and this week I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Tasha Sowles. Um, Tasha is a single black mom. She identifies as cisgender and sexually fluid and her pronouns are she, her. She is uh, an East Texan who helps black women in her community find resources and build community support and is doing incredible work. Um, So in this week's episode, we talked about obviously like single parenthood. We talked about uh, race. We talked about community support versus individualism. We talked about donuts. We talked about so much, so much, so much. I love this episode. I loved being able to chat with Tasha I hope that you guys love it as much as I do. Um, As always, I just want to remind folks that if you love our work um, and you want to support us, please do so. Um, I would love it. Everything is wonderful whenever I get paid. (laughs) Um, You can become a subscriber. There are a couple different options on our website to do so. You can follow the links there where it says become a subscriber. You can also hop on our Instagram follow the link there. Um, if you do subscribe, I will send you a parenting and political magnet, which you can then send me a picture of and we can chat about how awesome the magnets are. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I have any other announcements this week. Um, so we'll just, uh, jump right into the episode. Hope y'all enjoy. Bye. All right, thanks everybody for joining us um, back on Parenting is Political. This is Mo, and I am joined this week by Tasha. Hey, Tasha. Hi, hello everyone. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Good, good. Um, I am excited to chat with you. Um, I always love having guests on the show, and... I'm excited for our listeners to get to know you a little bit. So if you don't mind giving us just a short introduction of who you are, where you're located at, um, and just about your life and the work that you're doing. Absolutely. So thank you, Mo, for having me on Parenting is Political. Um, I am Tasha Fowles. I am native to East Texas. Um, I'm east of Dallas in a town called Tyler, and I am a nurse by training um, since 2004, and I've used the skills that I've learned um, as a navigator of the healthcare field as a nurse to help people in my community that are affected by health disparities um, when it comes to maternity care, um, postpartum care, and chronic conditions such as diabetes and high blood pressure. Um, I also am a community organizer for um, Girl Trek, which is right now actually an international um, nonprofit that works to empower black women and girls to um, live healthier, full, joyful lives by walking 30 minutes a day. Um, So I organize those walks in the community, which sometimes leads to meeting women who have um, needs, like access to resources, um, help with breastfeeding, um, and things like that. So a lot of my work is embedded in 
helping moms um, get what they need to take care of their babies and their children. And I'm also um, the mom of two amazing kiddos. Yay. Um, I can't wait to talk about your your role as a parent in just a minute, but I just want to say that that's um, the amazing work that you're doing, and I, I bet that you meet um, a lot, a lot of folks who have families that look all sorts of ways doing what you're doing. Yes. Yeah. I do. Um, I also just have to mention in your, your bio that you really enjoy donuts. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I I love that you put that, I love that you put that in there. Yes, you can. I'm telling you, you can win me over with the donut, like a good hot, just a basic glazed donut. I was was about to ask, like, what's your favorite donut? Just that's my favorite. Just the original. Just I mean, I've done the maple with bacon. Like I've gone extreme, you know, like orange glaze, you know, all the fancy. But I would just give me basic glaze, and I'm happy. That's it. That's perfect. Um, I just think that that's also a really important part of your life. Um, so I just wanted to talk about it. (laughs) Um, so back to parenting, I guess. Um, so you're helping a lot of folks in, um, like in maternal health, you said you're focusing a lot on the needs in that community. Um, as, as it relates to like physical health and community support systems um, and things like that. Is that correct? So for the most part, I am the, I really kind of consider myself, the medical field has all these really fancy terms like case manager or nurse navigator. Mm -hmm. I really just have coined myself a person, a mom in the community who gives whatever information another parent comes to me with um, that they are lacking. If they need information, for instance, they are wanting to find a physician or a midwife um, that is culturally competent or understands that their child that they currently have has special needs. Mm. Would that child be able to come to the office? Um, Sometimes it's just as simple as that. Or their insurance has not, their insurance card hasn't um, made it to them via mail. And they want to know, what do I do? I'm in my second trimester. Many of these things affect people that are already suppressed or oppressed um, in a negative way. And so I am simply there by phone. Um, I'll meet them at their doctor's appointment, hmm. volunteering that time to ensure that they literally just get the information as quickly as possible. Or it could be simply they need access. They need to get into the doctor, and they have to go and jump through so many hoops. I may be able to call someone that I know um, and say, hey, what's going on? Is there a way that we can... Um, you know, get their form filled out faster to get them in the office to be seen faster. Because we know that when these women are seen sooner, that um, their outcomes are better. And it can also be a mom that needs a breast pump, a mom that delivers early, 
um, that needs to return back to work and doesn't know what she needs to do to be able to still nurse her baby or provide breast milk for her baby and return back to work as early as four to six weeks. And sometimes, Mo, it's just simply getting this mom some depends or yeah. um, pads or, you know, onesie for, you know, their baby. So sometimes it's just the simplest things and sometimes it's not. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that so much, um, I think so many of the people who the audience, the main audience that listens to this podcast can take for granted and not realize the privilege that, um, so many folks have that have received some, maybe even just basic entry education around how to navigate the medical system. Cause it is so difficult. And it is there are so many barriers and things in the way and like hoops to jump through and there's so many so many so many different points at which um the most vulnerable among us can be denied care and access to care and that affects like so many aspects of parenting (laughs) um because if they already have children um and they're working and you're, you know, the office may be telling them, you need to call Medicaid or you need to call your insurance. Well, we know that that's not going to be a simple call. No. You already know that. For someone who's working, and usually these people are working long hour shift work, 7A to 7P or 8 to 5, they have maybe, possibly, a 15-minute break or two and a 30-minute lunch. How do I have time to get on the phone and go through... Um, you know, the call prompt and get to the right person to be transferred. And so sometimes when I say it's just those little things that we may think, like you said, these are, you know, we may take those things for granted, but those are little bitty things that can be a barrier to this mom getting the help um, or this family getting the help that they need for their, their child or their unborn child. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what kind of, how did you get into the work that you're doing now? <laughs> That's a really great question. <laughs> so, um, in 2012, I had, and I won't go in great detail, but in 2012, I had my first child. Um, and it was a pretty traumatic experience. And so I decided to start educating myself. Um, although a nurse, I really did not immerse myself in um, things that I really should have when it came to knowing the statistics surrounding black maternal health. So that's what I started doing. After my son turned maybe one, I started processing through therapy Um my traumatic birth experience. Mm. And simultaneously, I started learning about the horrible statistics surrounding black maternal health. And not too long after that, I became pregnant with my second child. And through that research, I had a better, uh, more informed birth experience. And that's what kicked it off. Um, Having a more informed experience really kind of propelled me into wanting to ensure that other women um, had the same information mm. that I had. Mm-hmm. And it kind of went from there. And now you're here. 
doing the work. Um, well, thank you for um, giving us a little bit of background on that. Um, so you mentioned, kind of going back to your kiddos, that you are a single parent. Is that correct? I am. I'm a single parent. Um, so on the show, mainly the the heart behind Parenting is Political, the reason I wanted to start it was because, you know, August had just been born and I had a lot of time that was just spent like holding him and not doing much else. So that's when I got yeah. into like listening to podcasts um, and I wanted to find one about, you know, parenthood and what it's like and all that I found was lots of parenting stuff for, you know, cisgendered, white, heterosexual couples. Um, Most of it was just kind of like, how to get your kid to take a nap when you say take a nap. And it's just like, I was like, yeah, that's not me. That's not for me. That's not what my family looks like. And it was really hard to find that reflection back of families that don't look like the, you know, what society says families look like. Um, So then I just kind of got this idea of, like, just our existence alone as a family is political. Um, It's resistance in and of itself. So I guess that's a really long way to introduce the next question of um, (laughs) where have you seen being a single parent, a single black mom living in East Texas? um, Where do you see that? How do you see that being political? Yes. Absolutely. So, um, I became a single mom after my recent divorce in 2018. And, um, my experience prior to even being a parent was pretty much along the same line um, of what you found when searching for resources, um, surrounding parenthood and that was either white or black middle-class cisgendered heterosexual couple and that's what was around me those were the books that I read um, during my pregnancy and I never planned on parenting my kids alone Mm -hmm. um, but life and so what I will tell you is um, before I just kind of answer that question, is that I was introduced to surviving this by the very opposite of what I had, what was around me. I was introduced to more conscious, positive parenting by a single mom who, you know, was is not or was at the time was not married, um, which totally was different from what I was used to or been around. I grew up, again, as I said before, around black, middle-class, heterosexual couples. And so my my ideas surrounding marriage, my ideas surrounding parenting had to be deconstructed. Mm -hmm. And luckily, she helped me to do that. And I'm forever, forever grateful and thankful that she did. Because of her, parenting for me is political because I am doing it in a way that I am unashamed about it, but I'm also doing it in a way that most of those same folks I just said that I'm used to being around have never seen parenting done. Hmm. And that is, I'm raising children that I hope are not hurt, 
that I hope um, become adults um, that don't have to heal from my toxicity. Mm. Uh, and that is how we exist right now. And I don't get it right every day. I do not get yeah. it right every day. But every day is a new day. And I literally wake up very conscious of how I start my day in parenting with my kiddos. Um, and lastly, I have always heard, you know, what's supposed to be an African proverb, and that is it takes a village. And I look at the village that I had, and I look at the villages that a lot of my peers have, and what I realized is I wanted to create a village that mirrored my home. And so that meant that some of the folks that were in my life could not be around my children. Yeah. And so those are the reasons. Us existing and doing this different, and I say us because my kids are not my we don't have the subordinate relationship. They are humans in my home, and I treat them that way. Um, we are doing this, you know, as I said before, differently. Yes. That is how it's, it's political. Yes, yes, yes. I'm just over here, like, nodding. Like, I'm like, yes, say more. <laughs> <laughs> Loving it. Um, yeah, that is a really fantastic answer um to why parenting is political we just did uh an episode not too long ago about reparenting yourself um and how you know like you as a kid maybe didn't have that parent and you had to you know come up with all these coping mechanisms and different stuff and around that area and how how now as adults you have to go back and kind of like talk to your younger self and heal that um, so I love the idea of being parents who are aware of the fact that like you could raise kids who have to grow up to be adults and then reparent themselves. <laughs> um, or you can like choose to be really, really intentional about how you are interacting in this relationship. And I love that you, you know, have that model of like, these are human beings that we live together. Like this isn't like. I own you or I control you or you have to do what I say. It's like, it's a, it's a relationship. It truly is. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah. Um, so kind of one of the last questions I wanted to to touch on, um, because you mentioned, you know, you're a community organizer and that you're, you're in community with so many different folks. Um, I guess the importance of building and creating um, a support system Um, and I wanted to put this in the context, I guess the container for the conversation about pushing back against this idea of like individualism, um, versus like being a part of a community. Um, so if you could talk about that or touch on that, I would really appreciate it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that most of society is used to, um, kind of the way we raise children, the way that I was raised, the way that my parents were raised, and that is um, alone. And as we can see, and especially as I'm in the community and in the circles that I volunteer in, when it comes to black women um, having such poor health outcomes, dying 
younger and younger now, mm. um, more than any other demographic, it is paramount that we have a discussion about how parenting alone is literally physically filling up mm. um, the stress that a lot of single black mothers, and I say that because that is usually who I'm in spaces with, um, they're doing it alone and the stress is detrimental. And so what I found is that when, and studies show this, and I know you've, you've looked at those studies and this is something that you talked about in your circles and in your family, but when these women are able to have a support system that is, and this is the key, not just any support system, but a support system that is healthy, Mm. A support system um, that is mirroring what you're doing, especially if it's, it's positive parenting, um, it, is, it is ideal. And so for me, speaking as a single black mom, I've had to create that, but I had to do that by literally getting rid of the idea that I was strong enough to do this on my own. So I had to decide that either I could keep doing this um, and continuing to be stressed, continuing to be unhealthy, um, continuing to not be a good mom to my children, to not be good for myself. And so for me, it was literally waking up and deciding, literally waking up figuratively and non-figuratively, <laughs> waking up and deciding, I have to create a support system because I'm now, I now have lost um, my partner that was in the home helping me parent. Um, I have to create this support system. And so in the group that I'm in, especially the girlfriend group, I'm able to connect with many women where we are able to do things together with our children. And so... Things like cooking together um, bring back, I feel like, some cultural foundation where many of the things that we have to do or that we, you know, to keep the family going, when you're not doing those things alone and you have that help, whether it's running errands, um, you know, cooking, washing, bringing those things back to where it's more community um, as far as motherhood, for me, has been... I mean, a game changer. Mm -hmm. And then making sure that the folks that I do have um, that are supporting me are on the same page as I am. So I no longer think that I can do this by myself, that I'm strong enough to be a, you know, be a single mom alone. Um, I'm okay with saying, hey, I'm not okay, and I need help. And can you go with me to help me watch? Can you... Can you come with me to um, take the kids to the park? I just really don't think I can do this by myself today. So for me, it's been getting rid of the whole black woman is strong trope mm. and asking for what I need um, and doing it with those women that are around me. Yeah. That's what, that's, that's what helped me as far as building um, a healthy support system. Mm. Yeah, that's so important. Um, I love just the idea of asking folks to do daily life stuff with you. 
Um, I think sometimes we like overthink it in our heads about building community and that it has to be something that's like really structured or like quote unquote official. Um, when it could just be like being intentional about calling your friend and going on a walk together and taking the kids to the park or cooking. Um, I mean, that's to me, the best community happens around food (laughs) and around cooking yeah cooking food or shopping at the grocery store together or sitting down for a meal um so I love that incorporating daily life into what it even means to have a support system um I love the idea of like getting rid of that I that um that notion that to be able to quote-unquote do it on your own is better somehow um, yeah. that you like are a stronger person for being able to do that. Um, cause I think that there's just, I don't think that's true. I think that we're stronger when we're in community together. I think there's so much value and there's like different voices in your kids' lives too, as well. Cause they're also a part of that community that you're building. Absolutely. It is. And it makes for not only a healthier me, but a healthier them. Yeah. Um, and I've, I've, I've been, amazed to watch that unfold and happen and I've also been amazed to see other parents um you know pretty much be inspired to do the same thing Mm -hmm. to say hey I need you you know and so a lot of times when I'm honest and transparent and saying hey I need a hug or I need you to come over here because I don't have, I'm running out of patience, you know. Yeah. I need you to just come sit with me. Um, I find that it may be several months down the road, but that same parent, that same mom will call me and say, hey, I need you. And mm. that is what is important. You yeah. know, you have the capacity to help me. Um, and that is how we, like you said, it's really, it does not have to be so structured or complicated. It can be that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, when it comes to the community. Yeah, totally. Um, so I, I usually end with asking folks what makes parenting is political or what makes parenting political for you. Um, but I feel like this whole episode has answered that. <laughs> um, it's been so, so good, but I will ask you, I just want to give you the chance to, to kind of, if you wanted to summarize it and put it in there and, um, answer that question that I ask folks at the end of the episodes. Um, Tasha, what makes yeah. parenting political for you? Um, just existing as a black single mom um, in a society that is not kind to me hmm. and is not always kind to my children. For us to um, all thrive uh, is political. And so... That, that would be summing it up. Being a black mom is political. Um, and so I think that every day that I look at those children and they're thriving and I look around at the support system and the community that we have all built, it really touches me. Mm. Um, and I've not done that alone. And so it's the only way that I feel like me and my children continue to yeah yeah. well thank you so much for your time um is there any way that um 
for the for the black women, the black moms out there who are listening that would like to follow you? Is there a place that they can go and continue to see your work and continue to see <laughs> what you're doing? Honestly, I don't have a page. I don't. I thought about that when I completed the free interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, you know, I don't have a page. I don't have, you know, I have a Facebook. I have a personal Facebook page, and so they can definitely find me on Facebook um, under Tasha Sowell. Um, if you have any questions or need any help with anything, I'd be very much. I'm willing to help. You can send me a personal message. I don't have a website. You can also <laughs> email me. Um, <laughs> you can email me at communitycare557 at gmail.com. Great. Well, thank you so much. Um, I really appreciate your time, and this was so wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much, Mo. Thank you.